Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast from Easy Hockey Reviews. Uh, today, uh, it's probably going to be by far the longest episode ever conceived uh, by this podcast, at least um, with me flying solo, um, probably until the off season. Uh, well, yeah, probably either the off season or at least when playoffs start. Um, but then again, um, I'm kind of underselling from what uh, the the season has left to uh, to give us. So, uh, without further ado, diving right in. Um, some news here. Um, well, first off, we're gonna go over some news. Um, then we'll get, dive into Sabers vs. Blues that just wrapped up, uh, literally like 30 seconds ago. Um, so let's dive right in. So first off, Montreal Canadiens forward Nick Cousins, um, because he, uh, boarded, uh, Detroit Red Wings defenseman Mike Green, um, and the NHL has, um, fined him, uh, the maximal, uh, maximum allowed under the, uh, CBA, uh, which is a fine of $2,688.17, um, to go to the NHLPA's player fund um, for uh, boarding uh, Mike Green. Not, uh, not much to say there. Uh, New York Rangers forward uh, Elias Anderson. Uh, apparently, uh, he's requesting a trade due to some disturbing incidents um, that has uh, happened to him, I guess. Um, apparently, there's been some incident. Uh, instant, uh, Incidents that have been uh, disturbing him, uh, as he told uh, the Gothenburg Post, which is back in Sweden. Um, and a quote from that being, uh, people can say it's an idiotic decision from a hockey career, but they don't know the whole truth. I don't know what to say or what to answer. It's been tough. That's it. I will tell you when it's the right time. So I guess he just doesn't want it. He wants to kind of protect whoever's... Um, Doing what he's uh, doing. Um, but uh, hopefully he gets where he needs to be. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Dallas Stars have loaned defenseman St uh, Stephen Johns to the Texas Stars for a uh, conditioning assignment. Uh, he's been on LTIR uh, since last season as he's been dealing with some uh, Dealing with uh, post-concussion uh, syndrome, and he hasn't played since March 29th of 2018. So he hasn't played the entire 2018-2019 season, and he hasn't played yet at the 2019-2020 season. So uh, I hope to see Stephen John make a good uh, grand return uh, to the Dallas Stars, even though he's not a top four uh, defenseman. Uh, he's more of the bottom pairings, but he's you know he has a good purpose. Uh, he's a physical defenseman. Um, really like his play. Um, very solid defenseman for Dallas Stars. Um, and the, the I mean, you, not to say that the Stars have a a problem on defense though. Um, since he's been gone, because their decor is pretty solid. Uh, one of the mo uh, more solid uh, decors in the uh, league right now. But uh, regardless, yeah, Stephen Johns uh, is getting. Um, his conditioning in Texas Stars, and uh, hopefully he'll make his uh, return to Dallas Stars uh, when it's all said and done. 
Uh, Calgary Flames have re-signed defenseman Rasmus Anderson to a six-year, $27.3 million contract uh, with an average annual value of $4.55 million. Um, got a, for a Calgary team that, um, you know, defensively-wise, uh, they need to lock up uh, their good guys, and uh, they did that in Rasmus Anderson. Um, promising guy. Um, hopefully he can continue to grow and potentially be even better and uh, make that contract worth uh, look really good uh, in the long run. Um, but yeah, uh, he signed. Um, and then last episode mentioned Justin Williams pulling the uh, the Mike Fisher um, coming back to the Carolina Hurricanes um, and contract details weren't uh, disclosed at that time, but now what they are as um, they have signed him to a one-year seven hundred a thousand dollar contract, which is league minimum, uh, with an additional one point three million dollar uh one point three million dollars and uh performance bonuses. So um, see if he earns those bonuses, but um, but hey, um, seven hundred seven hundred K. Ain't too bad one year, and I I guarantee I guarantee you, if they don't win the cup, or regardless if they win the cup or not this year, uh, I I am going to say most definitely, without a doubt, that pro- most certainly Justin Williams is probably gonna be done after this year, because I don't see him um coming back next year, and if anything. He's, I mean, you pull this stunt once, whatever. But if he was to go and do it again, then the league would have to be like, hey, man, you can't be doing that. <laughs> Circumventing the system like that, man. You can't do that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, signed for a league minimum, so uh, ain't too bad. And um, also last episode, I don't know doing the thing with my mouth. I'm apologizing. Um, Logan Couture uh, and the San Jose Sharks uh, versus the St. Louis Blues this past Tuesday, which was uh, episode three of this podcast. Um, breaking down that game for you on episode three. Um, Logan Couture is out for approximately six weeks after sustaining a fractured ankle uh, during that game. Because um, during the game, it looked like uh, it was something with his knee because he was grabbing his knee pad and all that. But also, um, it turned out to be – first off, it turned out to be his uh, an, his ankle being fra- uh, fractured. Um, but may- maybe one of the reasons why he gra- – uh, whenever he was on the ice grabbing at his knee, um, maybe it's because since, you know, you tape up your, uh, your skates and all that, you know, even in your – Ankles pretty much just like in the lock, uh, for the most part. Uh, maybe like the the pain just like sh- shot up around his knee area, and that's why he was grabbing it. But um, and as I said on record, even though I don't like the San Jose Sharks, they're actually like one of the my bottom three uh three in the three out of thirty one, um, in the league for uh, most favorite teams. Uh, they're probably like in like the l- l- uh, low 90s, well, not 90s, um, the high 20s. But um, 
regardless if I hate if I hate hate the the team I don't hate the player I, you know I like Logan Goodcher he's a pretty good player uh, and hopefully he uh, he comes back strong and uh, become the uh, the captain that the uh, Sharks desperately need because they're these are currently it is adamant well it's not adamant that's not the word for it uh, it is pretty clear that the absence of one uh, Joe Pavelski is um, pretty clear um, that uh, yeah his leadership is, is is definitely missing from that uh, that team and there's just a big old void that needs to be filled and hopefully the sharks can fill it I had I had high hopes for the sharks this year but they just fallen off a cliff and I don't see them coming back uh, from that this season maybe next season but this season I'd say is probably a wash um, and just gotta do what you do um, and an opportunity to uh, unload some uh, dead contracts too um, potentially get a pick or two uh, yeah before we get into um, all-star game news and all that um, Austin Matthews uh, it was a good point put out by um, Chris Johnston on Twitter uh, from Sportsnet that um, in 2016, uh, in the season 2016-2017, it took Austin Matthews 61 games to get the 30 goals. The year after, it took 57 games. The year after that, the 2018-2019 season, it only took him 48 games. And this year, the 2019-2020 uh, season, uh, he it took for only 45. So if he continues this trend, he is, I mean, already, I mean, a, lo a lot of people talk smack about Austin Matthews, mainly because he's a Maple Leaf and not on an American team and stuff like that. And you know how the Canadian markets, not to talk garbage about Canadian markets because, you know, they're really passionate markets. But especially way they are way more passionate than um at least I'm not only I ain't gonna go as far as to say that they're more passionate than American people but I will say that the media by far like they are just vultures looking for anything um and just looking like anything and everything um but um yeah, Austin Matthews has the potential, and it's clearly showing that he has the potential to be a perennial potential 50-plus goal scorer. Um, as a center, mind you, he's a center that's doing this, um, and not a winger like an Alex Ovechkin, Vladimir Tarasenko, even though Vladimir Tarasenko I don't think has ever hit 50. Um, but still, wingers. Um, scoring wingers, um, that doing it on the maple leaves, um, cause all that pressure and the fact that, you know, if he continues this trend or if it, at the very least, he kind of like plateaus at that 45, the 30 mark 
hey, I mean, it's 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 modest. It's good. It gets what you need to get, you know. But um, we'll have to wait and see uh, if he can maybe get fifty and fifty, or less. Uh, fifty goals in less than fifty. Who knows? Um, as scoring is going up across the board in the NHL right now. Um, regardless of how great goaltenders are right now, goal goal scoring is up across the board. So um, maybe he'll uh, take advantage of that. We'll have to wait and see. Um, now we get into some um, All Star Game jerseys. Uh, all, yeah, the All Star Game jerseys have been released, and I gotta say, they could have been worse. They most definitely could have been worse. Um, but they're also not the best. Uh, honestly, not the best. But cause la- I I gotta say, cause last year. Last year's were really beautiful jerseys. Like the that black that they had with the black and white logos for everyone. Who beautiful. But um so So excerpt from the NHL the uh the little uh, article on the NHL.com uh about what inspired the um, All-Star Game jersey. Because I will say it looks a lot better with the Blues jersey, uh, with the Blues logo on it. It looks good with the Blues logo on it. It looks good with the Flyers logo on it. It looks good with the uh, the Red Wings' logo. It looks really good with the Red Wings' logo on it. Or basically any logo that kind of looks like Anything resembling a music note, it looks good. It looks really good. But anyone else, it looks like garbage. Um, uh, I'm just going to say it. Um, so, excerpt. Uh, to pay homage to the original sweaters of the St. Louis Blues, I don't really see the homage of that, but whatever. Um, and to transform the city's acclaimed rhythm and blues history into tangible form, uh, 2020 NHL All-Star Game jerseys, striping mimics a musical staff because it's, you know, stripes, um, contrasting stripes um, along the front and the sleeves of the jersey. And as another nod to the host city, St. Louis, uh, the stitching elements are conducted in an eye-catching silver thread inspired by the iconic gateway arch, which also trivia for you, um, gateway arch if you're an American, is the uh, highest, is the tallest um, national monument in all of America. So uh, there's some knowledge for you. 630 feet. Woot woot. Um, so home teams will wear the gray jerseys. Um, they both have gray and white for both, you know, for the teams and all that. Um, so the home team will wear gray. Uh, the away team will wear the white. And additionally, the design includes white, gray, and silver detailing throughout the jerseys, um, along with the Blues' trumpet floating above the St. Louis Gateway Arch graphic within the neckline. Um, so um, a good chunk, I'm not going to say all because I can't confirm it's all, 
Um, I want to say like majority of the league um, since they switched to the Adidas uh, jerseys, um, they have like something special that deals with like uh, like paying homage to that team's like home area. So the Blues' uh, neckline has the St. Louis flag on it. I know Nashville has um, a piano keys on their uh, neckline. Uh, Vegas has a um, Vegas just just says their uh, their word mark Vegas with the little uh, little Vegas star at the end of uh, at each end of the um, word. But uh, yeah, I mean the neckline looks nice, and I also like to see. Um, a little bit of St. Louis on the Chicago Blackhawks uh, with the Blackhawks logo on it. It's kind of funny um, to me. And, uh, yeah, they're on sale right now if you want to get them, uh, which apparently they're flying off the shelves. And um, and if you're trying to get them at the uh, – for Blues fans, if you're trying to get them at the, uh, the uh, Blues Authentic store, uh, good luck because apparently they're sold out, so – um, better luck on, uh, NHL.com. Um, I don't really know how well they're actually selling across the board, but I can't imagine that it's too good, uh, over, overall. Cause, um, it was hard. It's, it was hard to beat last year's jerseys cause those jerseys really set a bar, but, um, yeah. And speaking of the uh, NHL All-Star Game, uh, once again, this is the, uh, at least as of this recording, is the uh, last day um, to vote for your division's last man in candidate at NHL.com slash vote. You get 10 times per day to vote. So um, voting ends tomorrow. So um, may the odds be ever in, in your uh, candidate's favor. Um, and hopefully for me, all the guys I've been voting for, uh, being Alexander Barkov, uh, Claude Giroux, David Perron, and Max Pacioretty. Hopefully they all get in the, uh, all-star game. And I have a little bit of a tidbit about David Perron that I'll get into, uh, as I go through the Sabres and Blues game. And, uh, before we get into that, uh, one more tad bit thing, uh, last week, uh, Blues goalie Jordan Bennington issued a public challenge to Justin Bieber um, saying uh, 10 breakaways, me versus him, oh, him versus uh, Bieber. Uh, and he said, if you score on me, I'll dye my hair platinum blonde. But then Bieber decided, hey, uh, how about if I score on you, you donate $10,000 to whatever charity I choice um, of his choice, and he, he films it, uh, which is uh, been accepted. Uh, Bennington has accepted, uh, that proposal. However, it's going to happen in the, uh, uh, off season, not during the season. And, uh, it's probably going to be in the mid, uh, middle of July whenever Justin Bieber, uh, uh, ha plays, uh, at the Enterprise Center uh, on July 13th, uh, as he has a concert there. Um, and hopefully, you know, it, Get some people in attendance. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Instead of like him versus uh, Bieber in a uh, an empty rink, that'd be kind of that'd kind of suck. But um, get some get some fanfare in there. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, 
Now we get into Sabres and Blues. Um, Sabres are 19, 17, and 7 entering this game. Uh, Blues are 27, 10, and 7. Um, also, another note, the uh, Buffalo Sabres are rolling with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen in tonight's game, which is kind of weird uh, that they'd be doing that. But, um, but hey, the Sabres are trying to get something rolling because they haven't been winning too much. Uh, as of late, but uh, they look to change that tonight. So, um, first period, back and forth early, but the Blues uh, clogging up lanes. Um, even though it was back and forth, uh, Blues were getting shots um, while the uh, Sabres weren't, and that was the theme of the game. Blues getting shots, Sabres aren't really. And then at uh, 4.47, Robert Thomas, with a nice toe-drag move, um, scores at 4.47 in the first period with Tyler uh, Tyler Bozak and Alex Steen getting the assist uh, to make it 1-0 Blues. And a stat for you, Blues are 19-0-5 when scoring first in a game this season. Um, and shortly after that, Jack Eichel nearly gets a goal, but he hit the goal post. Um, and he seems to really like to aim for... Uh, blocker side on Bennington because um, he was trying to go for that like all game and uh, the Sabres aren't doing too well defensively in this game all around but um, Blues are getting into the Sabres' uh, defensive zone fairly easily not really uh, buttoning down uh, the zone or like you know block clogging up the neutral zone to uh, prevent them from even getting into their zone uh, as easy as they were. Um, but um, got to give props to uh, Linus Olmark. He tried his best uh, to keep him in, keep him in it. And then at 13-29, uh, Tyler Bozak scores to get the Blues a two-goal lead uh, with Robert Thomas and uh, Nico Mikola getting the assist. Um, and uh, it's Mikola's uh, first NHL point. Not a big deal. And um, also, Nico Mikola, so help me. I already uh, put that on social media, but here right now, if you're a Blues fan watching Nico Mikola get his first NHL goal, and you don't do the, don't try to parody the freaking uh, Ricola cough drops jingle. I swear, I mean I'm not gonna do anything, but I'm gonna bitch about it because that that that'd be kind of cool, especially like if it's at a home game, and he scores his uh, first in the NHL, and then everyone just. Doing that whole spoof, it'd be kind of cool. it'd be uh, really awesome to see. And I hope I'm in attendance for that because I will do it. I will I will do it for sure. I will do it. And then uh, Johan Larson, absolutely uh, right before the uh, period had ended, um, right in front of the Blues bench, hit Sanford so hard that it looked like his soul has left his uh his body. Um, in front of the Blues bench, <laughs> one of the uh, trainers had to like uh, pat his uh his ribs because he like lost his lost all of his breath. Um, but luckily he was all right. <clears throat> Shots eleven seven in favor of the St. Louis Blues in that first period. Second period, uh, four twenty two in the first uh, second period. Jack Eichel uh gets the Sabers on the board. With Sam Reinhardt and uh, Rasmus Dahlin getting the assist and uh. Jack Eichel 
literally did an entire lap around the uh the the net before he even scored like he was very patient wasn't trying to like go for any rebounds like he he picked a spot and got it where he wanted to be and uh he he got the goal um hard working and uh he has like t- i believe like 27 goals in the uh the season so far it's pretty good it's pretty good gotta say it's pretty good uh to say the least uh rasmus Asplund. Uh, high sticks Justin Falk at 901 to give the Blues their first and only power play of the game. And David Perron at 1017 nets the power play uh, goal uh, with Braden Shen and Jaden Schwartz getting the assist. And so help me God, so help me the hockey gods. If the, if David Perron does not make the All-Star game, it's rigged. The shit is rigged if um, he doesn't make it. I already called it rigged. Because Nathan McKinnon is the captain of the Central Division, I understand that Nathan McKinnon is a really stellar player, and he's you know like that guy, like the guy, um, like the McDavid of the Central Division. But still, you're gonna have you're not gonna have a blue be the Central Division uh, captain at the St. Louis hosted. All Star Game, get over yourself, and the f- and how consistent Perron has been, um, playing his best hockey that I can remember. Um, yeah, if he doesn't make it over the re- especially over the rest of the le- uh, over the rest of the division, yeah, it, it, this shit's rigged, absolutely rigged. Um, uh, yeah. And 17-24, Jaden Schwartz nets uh nets one off a rebound um with Braden Shen getting the assist. Um and Buffalo challenges for offside and for the second game in a row. Cause uh last game, uh Jordan Cairo uh had a goal that he scored overturned because he couldn't drag a skate worth a damn. And he did it again. Only this time because last time, at least his back skate was on the ice. This time, his back skate left the ice. Now, if it was just on the on, all he had to do was have it on the ice, and it would have been a good goal. But no, it wasn't. So, I love Kairu so far. Um, I love his speed. Uh, that's one of the big things about him is his speed and his playmaking ability. But for God's sakes, man. Especially after you, because Darren Pang was touting like, yeah, he told uh, Jordan Cairo told me that uh, he um, never in his life has, uh, as long as he's ever played hockey, uh, has never had um, an offside ever, not in Pee Wee, not in Junior, not in Midget, nothing, nada, never had it until yes, uh, the Tuesday's game and today's game, so two games in a row he's gotten an off, uh, gotten offside and goals called back because of it just work on that in practice man we'll work that on work on that and on practice please shots 15 6 in favor of the st louis blues second period third period um another stat for you blues are 17 0 and 5 when leading after two uh alex steen nets his first of the year at 536 with robert thomas and tyler bozak getting the assist and uh gotta give Props uh, to Curtis Lazar uh, for that beautiful uh, block, uh, for the block shot uh, in front of the goal. 
Um, even though it, it still resulted in a goal, um, he, uh, he put himself on the line and it was a really good block. Um, and if it wasn't for, um, where the blues were positioned at the time, uh, that, that block would have, you know, really, you know, killed momentum, but, um, got to give him props for that. And Alex Petrangelo high sticks uh, Michael Furleak at 9.15 to give the uh, Sabres their one and only power play, and they don't score on that. Uh, things are getting a little bit chippy as uh, Zach Sanford uh, goes to hit uh, Rasmus' sister line in, and they uh, have a little tussle uh, in front of the Blues bench. Uh, and then Buffalo empties their net with five minutes to go, and Zach Sanford and Rasmus' sister line in get matching roughing minors at 14.50. Uh, four and four uh, play there. And uh, Alex Steen uh, nets the empty netter at 15-18 with Ryan O'Reilly getting the lone assist on that one. And uh, with that, he was on hat-trick watch, but it stayed that way as he didn't score again, and no one did any, and neither did anyone else. Uh, shots 6-5 in favor of the Buffalo Sabres. Your total shots of the game, 31-19 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. Um, Sabres power play 0 for 1, uh, penalty kill 0 for 1, Blues power play 1 for 1, PK 1 for 1. Your final score 5-1 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. Your three stars of the game, Tyler Bozak uh, is your third star, Robert Thomas, second star, and your first star goes to Alex Steen. Um, much better performance um, this game um, compared to the Sharks game. Um Although I feel like the Sharks also had a little bit more jump in their game than Sabres because Sabres was like, whew. Um, and I guess that 11, uh, 11 forward 7D men just didn't bode well for them. Um, and it can't be like, oh, it's just the Sabres. Um, that's why they uh, won so, you know, mightily compared to uh, the 3-2 uh, uh, against the Sharks. Um the Blues played a little bit more sloppier in that game than this game. That, and if you look at the standings, the Sabres actually lead the Sharks in the standings by three points. So, null and void. And also, with this win, um, the Blues are now on a, a make their uh, sixth game, uh, home game winning streak, seven games now, uh, which ties Dallas, uh, the Dallas Stars, uh, for the longest home game win streak this season, and hopefully that continues on Saturday against the Rangers, which um, initially I wasn't going to be able to uh, do coverage on, but now I am, um, which is great. Um, I actually don't have to work on the weekend, so that's good. Um, I mean, I never really do, but um, I was, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, much better game. Um, and just hopefully that the, uh, baby blue curse doesn't bite the blues. So, um, that's pretty much it on that front. Um, and, uh, bleed hiker podcast. Um, it will get better. I promise you it's going to get better. Uh, along with the YouTube videos, whenever I come back, um, to doing those, uh, I will, strive to make them better in every conceivable way and uh thank you for everyone to, uh, that has listened so far and for everyone on the youtube front that uh came from youtube over to here uh thank you all for watching over there as well uh past the three thousand view uh total channel view mark i mean i know like compared to other channels in 
my area. It's not big, but at the same time, for how long my channel's been around, it's momentous. Um, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, and also, in addition to YouTube, uh, I will post this podcast on YouTube if that works well for people. At the same time, we also have it on Anchor, Spotify. We just got it today on Google Podcasts, and we also have it on Apple Podcasts now. So Apple Podcasts, it's actually searchable. Uh, if, if you're one of the very early uh, listeners um, and listening to it on the day of recording, which is January the 9th, uh, you won't be able to search for it on Google Podcast today. It probably won't be able to be searched until tomorrow, the 10th at the very earliest. But um, I foresee these four um, outlets on top of YouTube being uh, the only outlets that this uh, podcast is on. I don't I don't think I'm going to put it try to put it on Stitcher. I mean, I did try to put it on Stitcher, but for whatever reason, it's not um, actually working. But, you know. It is what it is, um, and according to the analytics, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are like the number two, uh, or the only two um, outlets that people are really listening to this podcast on. But, um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's good, and it's gonna get better. And uh, once I move back, I'll actually have people uh, other than me talking on here too, so it'll be a little bit more uh, better, a little bit more fluid. Um, get some conversation going on here but anyway um enough jibber jabber uh this is episode this was episode four of the uh bleed hockey podcast from easy hockey reviews um rate and uh subscribe uh on the on the uh podcast front don't uh forget to check out the easy hockey reviews youtube channel if you haven't checked it out already and uh yeah i'll catch you probably saturday um with a uh, mega episode as I'm going to try to cover uh, Rangers Blues and then the uh, Golden Knights and the um, Canadiens. So without further ado, uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, not watching. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> and I'll catch you next one. Thank you very much.